Welcome back, guys, to the Simple Pod. Uh, it's Perry here, joined by Mitch and Jordan. Um, we're happy to be back, right, guys? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And so yeah. today we're gonna, we're going to be talking about this idea of spiritual longevity, and not just this idea. It's a four-part segment. So the next four episodes or so are going to be about longevity and you know what that looks like in a spiritual context. Um, personally, I want longevity in my discipleship. Jordan, do you want longevity in your discipleship? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That, that is so encouraging. I mean, I got I got my baptism date tattooed on my arm. So wow. Okay. If so that you, ain't so commitment, just, I don't know what it is. You're ready to go. You're dedicated. I'm ready. Yeah. Mitch, do you have a tattoo? I do not. No. You know, <laughs> one thing was I've heard this one thing, and I think it applies directly to you. Um, and I've applied it myself. You know, I have never seen a bumper sticker on a Lamborghini. And so, Mitch, true. think about you. Bumper stickers don't belong on Lamborghinis. You're a Lamborghini. You don't need a bumper sticker. And so, <laughs> what am I then? I mean, you're just. I, I think you're like, um, hmm, like, a, like a like a nice Cadillac, like Cadillac SUV with the with the family sticker on the back windshield. Maybe that's a wholesome thing, no. right? That's wholesome. No. Wholesome. No, you don't like. No. Okay, we'll talk about that later then. Um, feel free to rebuke me now or later, but, uh, I'll let it slide. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll get through it, uh, hopefully, but we're going to be talking about longevity today. And so longevity is this idea of a long life. And I think, what do you guys kind of associate with when you hear that term longevity? Like what kind of rings off in your mind? <laughs> so the first thing that comes to my mind when I was in high school, I was an ROTC. Oh boy. <laughs> And every year, you wait, thought, is that with like the guns and stuff? The gun well, flips? We can talk about it later. We we attempted that. Did it happen? Absolutely not. There was like a Disney movie about that. I Cadet think. Kelly. Yeah, you could that could that McAfee. Cadet McAfee. Could Captain McAfee? Yeah, there we go. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, um, depending on how long you stayed in the program, you got a longevity ribbon, and wow. so each year, like you would get to add on. I had like I had a ribbon. I had. Brought like a silver star or something. I was in it, man. You were to boot. Ah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Mitch, what are, what are you thinking? Uh, so when I think of longevity, one of the first things I think of is just like this old man looking back on his life. <laughs> That's I so think fitting. of <laughs> so fitting. Yes, I, I don't have the beard or anything. Don't have yes. the great armchair, but I think of an old man like the person who you know maybe wrote Ecclesiastes. Wow. Just sitting in their armchair, looking back on a long and full life. Okay. I think I've mentioned that since whenever we recorded for the film festival last year, and you borrowed Preston's, Preston's um, beard. I have a picture of it. Oh yeah, gosh. for those of you guys that don't know, our ministry does like a film festival every every spring or so with all the family groups, and they create like a, a video, if you will, and so. Mitch wore a beard apparently last year, and he's carried it with him ever since, just in his aura. Mitch has like a, a, a beard aura, aura, doesn't he? Like, a, do you even know what an aura is? Do you? No, but I don't think that's yeah. It's the right like context. it's like he, he it's exudes, the right context. He exudes experience and, and beard wisdom, I guess. Jesus didn't have a beard, and so maybe Mitch, you need to lose the beard aura. Can do. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so there's like this idea of success that kind of comes with longevity, right? You know, whether it's 
beard guy with his iced tea in a rocking chair looking back on his life or his longevity ribbons, there's a, a sense of fulfillment or accomplishment that comes with longevity. So when we relate that back to our spiritual life and spiritual longevity, there are a lot of things that um, apply to what that accomplishment and success looks like, right? And so when you guys think about how can I have spiritual longevity, especially now, um, what are some things that come to mind um, besides reading your Bible and, and praying every day? Like, like what are some, I think that's so key though. Like, no, it, it definitely is. But like, I'm thinking like ideas, like what I think confession. Okay. Confession. So like close relationships and stuff. No, I think like it's, Openness definitely. I just hate saying the word openness because. Sure. Yeah. Um, like confession is really important in terms of discipleship because, mm-hmm. like, that unconfessed sin, like you know, like Jesus calls yeah. us to walk in the light, and when you don't confess sin, you're living in the dark, and so you're kind of allowing that sin to like. Definitely. Consume you, and like, if you don't get open about it, it's just gonna keep building up and building up. And, and so having like a soft heart, being yeah. vulnerable in a way. Yeah. Exactly. Mitch, do you have any that's kind of hard to follow up, but have- it, it certainly is hard to follow up, but I'll give it <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I think one of the most important things that helps me stay faithful is looking both backwards to the cross and forward to the goal wow. of where I came from, how I was purchased, and then what I was purchased for. The idea of being a disciple who's going to help God in his mission to change and rule the world. Mm-hmm. It's such a high calling. And you know, what else am I going to do with my life? What else could I possibly be doing right now yeah. that's more important or better than helping God with his mission after he bought me? Mm-hmm. So that backwards forwards is a really helpful set of images for me. Okay. And so that's like kind of like a, just a wholesome perspective. Perspective is a really great summary word. About I love what that. your spirituality is. And so like all those things... Um, they all contribute definitely to that thing. I think what I think of is something that is essential to both of those, you know, vulnerability and perspective is having a healthy idea of what boundaries look like. It's true. Right. And so if you are vulnerable, you can be vulnerable to a fault. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you Actually. can confess your sins to a fault, but it's like there's always a time and a place to be absolutely. vulnerable, right? Oh, absolutely. Same way there's always yeah. a time and a place to have perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. oh. you think about like in the book of Job, I think his friends had too much perspective sometimes, probably, <laughs> right? His friends also had terrible perspective. Yeah. Well, his yeah. friends were awful. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're praying for you, Job, still. But um, <laughs> at least, yeah, I am. I don't know about Mitch. He's just... I think Mitch is past that. Yeah. I am. I maybe need to get on Perry's level for wow. praying for people, yeah. but Whoa. maybe, maybe Mitch. There's <laughs> there's always that, room I shall for repent. Uh, but as we come back, kind of I think that when we think about longevity in a spiritual sense, especially with those two ideas, you know, they're only going to we're only going to see the best things that can come from those two with a healthy idea and understanding what boundaries are. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, I think the best way to do that is find it in scripture. Amen. Um, And so we're just going to get into the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, 
And that's going to be in the book of Titus. Every time you say that, it makes me hungry. That's good. No, it's hungry not. Hungry for the word. Amen. Touché. Hungry for the Touché. word. Right? Okay, so Titus 2.12. Um, and I'll go ahead and read that real quick. And this is just like a very applicable scripture, mm. I think, to longevity. And more so um, with this idea of the Holy Spirit offers us and how it helps us sustain longevity in our lives. Um, right here it says in verse 12, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. You know, it, and it really mentions something there at the end in this present age. And we think about society now, definitely for me, I think a big factor of the society that we live in and this time of our lives is, there's this idea of instant gratification mm-hmm. and really just short, plain viewing things yeah. in terms of, oh my gosh, I'm just so day to day. And that's, Mitch, that's kind of where your idea of perspective comes in, doesn't it? I think that's, that's certainly a place where it, it comes in because as we look, it took thousands of years for God to look at the world and say, okay, now it is time to send my son. Mm-hmm. And it has taken at least 2,000 years past that for God to continue to allow this present age to continue. Mm-hmm. So living day to day is really dangerous in that broader narrative of which we are a part. Yeah. And then there's like the exact opposite, though. It's like, okay, I, will, I live on a 2,000 year span. You know what I mean? That's true. There is, there is a time for action and a time for, you know, paying attention and doing things, mm-hmm. but we can easily get obsessed with one or the other. Sure. Mm. And so what's the middle ground you guys see? Middle ground for like keeping that balance? Yeah, that perspective. Like it's either you don't want to be, at least something that I've learned in my discipleship is you don't want to be in an absolute you know what I mean? You because then it's you're inconsistent in a lot of other areas. What too. do you mean by like absolute? Like you're in an emotional context, maybe mm. you're either really low or you're really high oh, okay. at one point in time. Or in a perspective base, you're either always day to day and you lose sight of what where you came from and where you're headed, or you're so obsessed with the where you came from and where you headed that mm-hmm. you forget about your priorities in yeah. the day to day. I think to quote the very all right, Kendrick Lamar. Um, okay. Sit down and be humble. I think it requires a lot of humility, honestly. Amen. So we just got <laughs> King Kendrick into our podcast. Um, There's only one king, and he is most certainly not. Exactly. That's why I said all right. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he's pretty cool. Undercase he's K. Undercase K. <laughs> lowercase. Um, lowercase. Yeah, lowercase. Undercase. <laughs> I'm in college. Um, yeah, so congrats to Jordan getting Kendrick into our podcast. This is the mad podcast now. Uh, yeah, but so a lot of humility comes with that. And so, like, what do you mean by that? I mean, like, don't forget from where you came from, mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton. Um, I was listening to that earlier, sorry. Um, but, like, also keeping perspective. And I think, especially in terms of me, like, I'm really bad at like seeing others' perspectives because like I haven't lived in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really grateful for the people who have discipled me and been like, okay, well think about it from their perspective. And I'm just like, 
okay. Like it helps you to like you have to be humble to do that. Like because you can be like, oh, they were totally in the wrong. Like mm-hmm. oh, I want to like slap them in the face. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't. But like that'd be bad. Yeah, don't do that. But like. Oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Um, like you have to humble yourself because mm-hmm. you could think that you like were totally in the right, but you could have done something completely wrong, yeah. and you would need perspective to see that. And that comes into kind of like a, it really breaches into that emotional mm-hmm. aspect too. Absolutely. And a boundary um, is just in layman's terms, it's this dividing line in yeah, a way, it's like designed to keep you safe. There's a exactly. great book on it called Boundaries really? by Dr. Henry Townsend. It's by Townsend and Cloud. I can't remember their first names. Amen. But it's literally called Boundaries, and it talks about all that. Sure. And so that's that's a, that's an improvised plug right there if you want to learn more about Boundaries, and we don't do a sufficient job this afternoon. I mean, hit up yeah, Townsend and Cloud. But um, For more information. For more information, exactly. I think we're adequate enough to do this. I would agree. I'd hope. Come on, Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so longevity in terms of a perspective sense is setting a boundary and making sure that you're neither too hot on the subject of, okay, my perspective is this overblown thing and it's so far back to the point of my beginning of my discipleship when you like you can kind of beat yourself up about that stuff too, right? Because I remember. Oh, absolutely! I was like a mess. Did like you used to like want to punch your disciples after they like rebuked you on something? No. Oh, okay. That might have been somebody in this room. Um. Mitch, you need to. I'm I'm so proud of how far you've come, Mitch. Hey, Amen. <laughs> it has been a process of growth, and I'm grateful for all those yeah. who bear with me. Yeah, and then so there's that, but then you also can be three years old and feel like you've gone through everything and lose that perspective too and so it's something that's either really dangerous but it's also very powerful if you can stay humble and use that perspective to usher you along but also help others as well Mm -hmm. and so what would the boundary be if you guys could make a sentence or anything like that what would a boundary be in terms of perspective that would usher in longevity when it comes to that. Mitchell? Hmm. Boiling it down to a sentence is very hard, as every time I've opened my mouth on this podcast demonstrates that <laughs> boiling down to simple is really hard. Sure. But I would say the one sentence to describe boundaries as it relates to perspective is understand where you came from but don't obsess over it yeah amen i'm just really really in the mood to quote things today i was about to quote alexander hamilton again but um like the president if you say president bud we're gonna have a history lesson we're gonna have a history lesson how about we set the the history lesson gently aside? We're gonna set it aside for now. Maybe maybe for the walk home. Exactly. Um, like the guy from the Hamilton play. Okay, bud. We're gonna just go back to the point um, where I blow up. <laughs> but the fruit of the spirit is self control. It is indeed. It is. Thank you, Mitchell. Um, I like what Mitchell said about don't forget from where you came. Yeah. And the world's gonna know your name, which mainly. <laughs> um, 
like don't forget like i don't oh it's so hard it's so hard so like, we'll I'm, just we'll just I'm go with bitches idea bitch. yeah we'll just go with bitches so idea and simple. no it's not simple and so that's one of the ways that we can set a boundary in terms of our perspective and i think that as we see in scripture when we digest an idea and apply an idea just like we talked about in self-discipline it begins to affect all these other aspects of our life. And so we begin to see this boundary that will set in terms of um, perspective or this implementation of just consistency when it comes to our perspective. And we'll begin to see how we become consistent also in that other aspect of our boundary setting, which was, was, what was yours? Because we did the perspective one, and then it was humility. Humility? No, it was. What was? Was it emotions? Emotions. That sounds right. Emotions. So, like emotional boundaries. Emotional boundaries. There's a lot of boundaries that we could talk about right now, but it might take like five hours to do. Yeah, and so there are a lot of boundaries out there to be set. We can talk about physical boundaries. We can talk about. Yeah, so like physical boundaries, like I'm not going to run a 5K because I know that I won't finish it. And so I know my boundaries in that in that sense? Or I mean, I was thinking more of like somebody couldn't get across water because there wasn't a bridge there or it Swim. was a huge, a huge mountain in the way. Like us. Climate. Stop. Okay. I was thinking about geography, but that wasn't working in the context. But I mean... I guess if we point that back to, like, discipleship, um, a physical boundary could be, like, kind of your limits that you have with the opposite gender. Like, I know um, sisters usually try to give side hugs for a reason. I always give side hugs. That's good. That's good. You should stick to that. I should. Um, Everybody should stick to that, just saying. Um, So that could be an example of physical boundary. Okay. Okay. And so I think that's important because a lot of people, because humans are relational. Absolutely. At the end of the day, right? We're relational beings. We want to be in uh, just situations where we can be with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of physical boundaries are intertwined with emotional boundaries, yes, right? absolutely, Perry. And so... <laughs> And so we're making connections on this podcast. Yeah, we're trying to at least, or we're trying to. Um, and in terms of emotional boundaries, why why are emotional boundaries important? Okay, emotions are such like a complex thing, tbh, because like you don't understand them completely. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you, like from being a woman, I feel a lot of emotions all the time sure. and I'm not going to go spill that to like you and Mitch. Cause that's not really appropriate. Like yeah. y'all don't need to know my life in that way, but like I could go talk to my disciple about that. Yeah. Um, you know, like to kind of help me work through those emotions. Like mm-hmm. I think there's an aspect of like sharing and stuff. That's, that's good between the mm-hmm. opposite sex and stuff, but too much just, it goes into like, murky yeah. territory you know like because then yeah. you can like turn into like emotional dependence and sure. then 
you know, like idolatry and all that other stuff. Yeah. Just leads down a winding road to this. And we see how hard on about idolatry scripture is, right? Absolutely. Like our God is a jealous God. Yeah. Amen. And I think in terms of emotional expression, I'm a psychology major. And something that I've learned that's kind of surprised me is that it's like the stereotype is certain genders are much more emotional than others, right? I don't think it's a stereotype. I think that's a legit fact. No, it, it actually isn't because men and women experience the same emotions. It's just how they express it is different, I think. Hmm. And so emotional expression is a boundary that really needs, I, I think, it needs to be set Absolutely. when it comes to spiritual longevity. Um, I, I remember doing this Bible study plan or something, and I came across this quote, and it was like, you were made for the works of the Spirit, not for the opinions and works of your emotions. Ooh, yeah. And I think that we see this example from Jesus in Scripture so well uh, here when it comes to Matthew. Uh, Matthew 19, um, I think. Mitch, if you've got something to say, I saw you flipping. Feel free to break in. I mean, I've got I've got lots of ideas that are maybe helpful, maybe not. We'll kind of see as we go. Okay, yeah. So let's just let's just get into this scripture real quick, and we'll work off that. Awesome. Always Matthew, good to start where scripture is. Exactly. Uh, Matthew twenty nine, um, and verses fifty through. 55. And we're going to see, this is kind of a vague scripture when we look at it to begin with, um, especially when it comes to emotional boundary. Um, um, Matthew, Matthew does not have 29. Chapters. Matthew 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew, 26? Yeah, Matthew 26. Okay. I'm sorry about that, guys. That's okay. You're good. Verses 50 through 55. And Mitch, if you want to read that, that would be amazing. Hmm. All right, you said chapter 26, verses 50 through 55? Yeah, we got there eventually. Awesome. It says, Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. Amen. And so we see kind of like two polar opposite points here in this scripture, like just two sections. And in terms of emotional expression, you see one really radical expression of emotion and you see one really reserved, calm expression Mm -hmm. of emotion. Yeah. And so it's not that men and women are more emotional than the other. It's just that maybe they're very radical in the ways that they express their emotions. There are different points. What do you think, Jordan? I think, like, kind of what I'm seeing here, especially with, like, the dude just, yeah. And it goes to show that men can be very radical in their expression. Acting, like, acting on emotions can be so dangerous. Yeah. As we can see here, like, somebody's ear got cut off. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> acting on emotions can definitely lead you to doing things that mm-hmm. you will later regret. And 
I don't think that's the purpose of art life. That's disciples. Yeah, it's true. It's actually uh, related to something we talked about earlier on this podcast, the idea of ruling. Are you ruled by your emotions? Mm. So if you are, then here's an unpleasant fact for you. Jesus isn't Lord of your life. Your emotions are. Yeah. And That's a straight up lordship question. And it's really groundbreaking, especially because, you know, whether you're a month old as a disciple or years old, um, I think it's in, I know it's in mine to um, be very emotionally inconsistent when it comes to how I express them. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely over this past couple of months, I've, I've seen and I've learned and I've figured out that God gives us moments to express our emotions in a healthy way. Um, and I think once we realize that and discern that, mm. we really need to use those and not be afraid to express our emotions in that way. Um, but I think you guys both made a very, very good point that, you know, if it wasn't for Jesus and what he said here, um, if, if the whole situation would have been completely different. And I think, is this Peter in the scripture? I think so. Likely. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big ear cutter guy. Um, if he had just walked up to somebody because he was mad and cut his ear off and this time he probably would have been hung. Right. I mean, if I just went up to Mitch and punched him in the face, I'm pretty sure he'd want to punch me. Exactly. And that that emotional expression makes you, you know, you're subject to that situation now. Whereas a calm expression of emotion allows for a perspective to come in that perspective boundary. And it also is because you've set this boundary in an emotional context as well. I really love that. I really love what you just said. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate that. It was high quality. Wow. You guys are, you guys are flattering me. But yeah. And so I think we see in this, like it's a kind of a different perspective on this whole scripture, but we see this idea of emotional boundaries that Jesus has set. I think if it were me in this scripture, it would be really easy for me to get, oh, I'm getting like, like just be so absorbed by this situation. Um, and you just, you just see how calm Jesus is and, and how he cuts straight to the point and lists the, the facts of the situation. And because he does that, everything else becomes true and everything else is seen as it is. Um, and so a lot with our, it's not that men and women express our emotions more, you know, like it's, it, it's not that at all. You see right here that men have very radical expressions of emotion the same way people do. So it's not a sex thing. It's not a gender thing. People are just radical in the things that they do. And it, it goes from setting that boundary to being able to be radical about the right things. Mitch, when you think about how a healthy idea of radicalism, is that a word, radicalism? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It That's is. a word. That is. And so um, what's a healthy look at radicalism? Well, I don't know whether you were reading my mind or looking at the scripture open in front of me. Uh, I was looking at like the side of your face. And okay. Because that's... That's a perfect inroad into the scripture that I have. That I was thinking it. about. Turn back a few chapters to Matthew twenty-one. 
and this is such an interesting scripture and such an interesting story for a whole bunch of different reasons. Uh, but Jordan, can I get you to read verses? Let's go 12 through 13. Yes, you can. Okay, starting in verse 12. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Awesome. Great story. Jesus driving out the temple courts. Something that you just don't expect from Jesus. This otherwise pretty calm teacher guy just knocks over tables other gospels have him making a, making a whip of cords, just not pleased with what's going on in the temple. And I think that this is a great story that helps us understand where and when we need to be radical. Mm-hmm. There are issues of righteousness, and then there are debatable matters. And I think that, you know, if we're talking about boundaries, should you hang out with people of the opposite gender after, say, 10, 11, 10, 30? Those are debatable matters. There's at some point a standard that's objectively bad, but there are points that you can go, okay, that's your conviction. That's not a matter of authentic scriptural righteousness necessarily. But there are times where we have to take a stand on scripture. So I think it requires the wisdom to know when and when not to be radical. I would say it calls for discernment. One could very easily say it calls for discernment. Learning big words. Good. Amen. And so that discernment here, um, what was the discernment on Jesus' part? I mean, it seems pretty obvious. Like they were using like the temples to like be basically a flea market. And that's not what they were meant for. Right. They were meant to worship God. And so he just, I remember when I was seeing the Bible, I was like, I thought this dude was supposed to be like, Peace, love, and... Hippie Jesus. Hippie Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I just read a book about hippies. It was great. Um, but anyways, like, I was like, why is he getting mad? Like, I thought he wasn't allowed to do that. Isn't it, like, Incarus or something? <laughs> and I just remember, like, people were saying the Bible to me. Well, like, well, he's not angry. He's zealous. And I was like, what? It clear, like, mm-hmm. he clearly just turned over a table. And I was like, now I get it. Because he's like, he was just so, like... Like, he was like, no, this is not how this is meant yeah. to be. Like, this is not how it's meant to be. Let me go fix it. And, like, for him, that, that's what that looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, one could say, like, the story about, like, whenever, like, the adulterous woman, like, getting caught in the act of adultery. Yeah. Like, it was pretty radical of him for just, like, to stoop down and be like, none of them stoned you? Mm-hmm. No. Well, neither do I. Like, that's pretty radical. Like, that's kind of like not as yeah. like typical as one would think radical, but like Jesus could have thrown a stone at her like because he was the only one there who didn't sin, mm-hmm. but he chose not to because grace yeah. and stuff. And I think like there's a huge discernment between like this idea of anger because I think anger is the intention, right? And radicalism is the action. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah it's all Suffice it to say, you can be peaceful with your intention, but also be radical with your action as well. 
And it, it becomes a hard issue at that point. And that's where the boundary comes in emotionally. Am I angry? And so am I being radical out of my anger? Or am I peaceful with my intention? Am I, is my heart at peace with what my emotions are? Have I expressed my emotions? Do I understand what God has called me to do in this moment? And can I be radical in that way? Mm-hmm. And so whether it's this, whether it's Jesus, I fully believe that Jesus was at peace with his spirituality when he went through and was flipping over tables. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it comes back to that point of being justified by our relationship with God too. The only way that we can be peaceful with the boundaries that we set is because we're justified by our relationship with God. Because we aren't consumed by little situations like cutting off an ear or um, punching Mitch in the face, you know, stuff like that. And so when we bring it all the way back to longevity, spiritual longevity is seen in, in this setting of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and we see it all throughout the Bible where boundaries are set, where stands are taken. Um, and it always comes from a boundary that is set to engender peace. And um, I think the radical action is what comes from peace, right? Do you guys follow me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I'm kind of talking a lot, but it's, okay, it's good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work this out, but yeah. And so longevity is, this offshoot of boundaries. And so we've got two boundaries. We've got perspective boundaries that kind of feeds into emotional boundaries, which kind of feeds into how do I be radical? What are my actions and what are my boundaries there? Um, And I think you kind of touched on it, Jordan, as you always do in terms (laughs) of platonic friendships. Um, and we kind of talked about boundaries with that. And so obviously Mitch kind of talked about it too. I, I, I know you guys are kind of contentious when it comes to boundaries. Um, can, you, can you define the word contentious? Just like, you just like cats and dogs, you know, you just go at it. That's just because Mitch has a kind of an argumentative personality. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> maybe some healthy boundaries for spiritual longevity is this, um, emotional dependence on God and not somebody of the opposite sex because you feel mm-hmm. comfortable enough to express your emotions around somebody else. Yeah. Um, and that can just be really dangerous too. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It's bad. And so do we think it's healthy to set emo- or just boundaries in general when it comes to platonic friendships? Is it healthy? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus did. Sure. Jesus, when he needed time with God, he just withdrew. Yeah. Didn't matter what the crowds really wanted. If he needed time away from everyone else, he just up and left. Yeah. And so that comes with an understanding of who you are as a person. Yeah. You must definitely have to know yourself. Yeah. Reset boundaries. Because, like, I remember whenever I was, like, saying the Bible, I'm going to set this boundary. And then Katie would be like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, 
great question. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, like, you need to, like, figure out why you're setting mm-hmm. these boundaries and, like, how they apply to you as a human. Yeah. Like, how do they apply to you as Jordan? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's something, like, you've really got to know yourself. Because if you're going to set this boundary and then you're like, meh, like, what was the, what was the purpose? Like, mm-hmm. you got to know your why. Yeah. If, you're, like if your why, your faith, and your boundaries aren't authentic, then there's a good chance that there isn't a lot that is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And that's when those boundaries come in. Um, and so, you know, I think we've got a great episode next week that kind of touches on this subject, right, guys? I'm so excited. I would agree. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty psyched. Pretty psyched, right? Um, we've got a boundary um, radical coming in, if you will, as a <laughs> guest. <laughs> and so we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, but, yeah. In terms of longevity, spiritual longevity, um, we're going to kind of develop this idea over the next few episodes. But, um, you know, we apologize that this was, that all the information was kind of muddled. We kind of just get in here and and talk more or less sometimes. But, um, yeah, when it comes to spiritual longevity, there's this importance of what boundaries are and why we need them. Um, And we can see all throughout Scripture Boundaries that Jesus sets for himself and for his disciples in the first century and in this age as well. Um, but that's my closing statement. What do you guys think? Do you guys have anything else you want to? I think you touched on it all there. Amen. I really think you did. Yeah, I don't have anything to add other than great statement. So pretty good summary of what we just <laughs> talked about. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, but yeah, so we're all, we're excited about next week. We've got Lindsay Marco coming in uh, to talk about yes, uh, platonic relationships and friendships and why they're important to spiritual longevity. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Hit us up on our email, uh, simplepodcast1234 at gmail.com, our Instagram at the simple pod. And uh, we love that you guys listen. Thank you so much. Um, and we'll holler at you guys later.